Hi, this is Brandon Warren, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. He's the cure for whatever ails you, even lack of toilet roll. It's Norin Rad. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I Love like it. to get topical. You're so you're here. so, so yeah. context, man. You're like so relevant. I am. I am. Years from now, people will be able to, um, like when you chop trees up and you do the rings thing, so you can oh, tell yeah. how old they are. People will know when we recorded this podcast by oh, yeah. the Just on that comment alone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, this is where we are. This is where we are. Um, so it's Sunday when we're recording. It's the 15th of March, and this is the first of hopefully a regular. Um, semi-regular uh, kind of thing we want to do which is talking to collectors so it's kind of a collector spotlight collector's corner i don't like saying collector's corner because nobody puts collectors in the corner not me baby never no, unless they unless they sit there rocking with their back to the world sort of in a fetal position yeah which happens more often than you think in this in this game. So, um, so join joining us this week is uh, a rather fine fella who a month ago I didn't know existed, but um, he has burst into my life like a like a <laughs> like a comet of positivity because that's the only 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 way I can kind of describe you. Um, in um, in in coming coming into the groups and kind of coming back into the hobby, so I figured that's that's here Harry's story. So Harry, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having me, guys. Hi. So, Harry, is your surname, is it Crossland or Crossland? Crossland. Crossland. One S. Yep. one S. There we go. There we go. Right. I'm glad we got that sorted. So I did get it wrong last week, Nora, and I told you. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Never mind. So so tell us, um, just, <laughs> you know, you can go into as much or as little detail as you want to, um, but we don't necessarily need to hear about all that stuff that happened in seventh grade. Um, tell us, tell us how you oh, came. Yeah, you don't want to hear it, but I do. But that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, no. we can't talk about that on episodes. We can't that's, talk about that in the public domain. You got we'll it. First of all, Fight Clubs. You don't talk about the Fight Club. Seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> seventh grade. I've no idea what age seventh grade actually is. So. <laughs> um, tell, tell us about yourself, Harry. Okay. Your well. Um. I am a 50-year-old collector. I'm in the United States. I've been collecting almost as long as there's been stuff to collect. Um, comic books. I remember. <laughs> I remember, um, of course, you know, back in the day when, when comics was like, you know, 25, 35 cents. I remember um, times after church, my grandfather would go to a newsstand not too far from my house. Um, I would get my allowance. I'd go buy a stack of comics. I'd read them all. And it's a pity I still don't have half the stuff that I had when I was a kid because I can only imagine how valuable some of that stuff would be. Now, I do remember at one point I had the very first Ghost Rider comic. That's one of the, the early keys that I remembered having. Um, so it was, it was always a little bit of everything. Baseball cards, of course, you know, naturally for most kids, uh, stateside, we would collect baseball cards and football cards, you know, 
everything. And then, of course, toys. But this was before we realized toys were collectibles. So, you know, did, you know, went through the whole Star Wars phase, Transformers. Then, of course, at some point in life, I just kind of got out of collecting. And um, I, I guess you could say through my life on and off, I've always collected something. And um, within recent years, you know, better job, better place to store everything. You guys see in my room, it's it's scary. Um, I've gotten <laughs> back into, you know, collecting comics. Um, I started back um, collecting action figures. And um, I think my main focus when I got back into collecting comics, um, it became a thing of going back and getting some of the stuff that I didn't have when I was coming up, going back and going to collect those, those mm -hmm. key issues that everybody was chasing after, because, you know, there was a whole spate of every time XYZ movie came out, where well, you got to go get that first appearance. You got to go get that significant issue. And, you know, we would all run out and we would get them. And, um, it's, it's fun. It, it's, it's enjoyable because you realize, okay, this is a part of history that I came up with. Um, the art style has changed so much over the years and then, you know, realizing how significant those things are. And then of course came along the comic conventions and comic conventions of, of course, bigger now than what they were 30 or 40 years ago. So now we're actually being able to have the opportunity to go full circle, meet creators, get them to sign your work, take pictures, things I would have never thought would have been possible when I was coming up. And um, as far as, as, you know, coming back around to the trading cards things was, um, and I hope I'm not jumping ahead too much, but over the years, you know, especially recently, I've had like a love-hate relationship with, with the whole trading card thing, because especially if you were collecting, again, like your baseball, football, and all that, sometimes your trading cards were only as valuable as the real-life stuff that mm -hmm. that particular athlete did. And, you know, I'm talking about folks like Michael Vick and Ray Rice and folks like that. You know, if you were a fan of theirs and you collected a lot of their cards and then as real-life things happened, those card values went up or down. And um, I kind of strayed away from that because of that simple thing. And I mean... As much as we love collecting these things, those were the things that we had to keep an eye on because it didn't make sense of spending lots and lots of money on these items for those things to eventually tank. Not that any of us should be going out here and using these things for retirement, but they are a sort of an investment. So, you know, I, I came back around and I'm a kind of trail here. I came back around and I started looking again at the Marvel stuff and um, yeah. You, you guys are enablers. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time that's been leveled at us. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Guilty as charged. Guilty I, love, as charged. I, love, I love what you said about, you know, the investment side of it. Because I, I agree, like, it's weird. Like, you don't do it for the investment, right? At least realistically, you try to keep yourself, you know, away from thinking of that too much because then it becomes less fun and less right. kind of, you don't really collect what you like at that point. You're collecting to be ahead of the curve. Um, exactly. And it's, it's weird too, because when you do that kind of stuff, yeah, it ruins the hobby, all this kind of stuff for you. But there is also like this weird kind of equation, right? Where like, if you are choosing to spend lots of money on something, there has to be an equal and not less than 
value in terms of investment because that's what drives you to spend more cash searching right. for something, right? So there has to be some component of that, at least at least to like, you know, dive as deep as like I do or like you do or like Ian does. Like I need something to know that there's value still there. And like right. sports, I can only imagine you're like betting on one person or two or three mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And that has to be pretty nerve wracking too. Mm-hmm. And especially like when you're looking at the fact that a lot of people are probably chasing after, you know, Patrick Mahomes or people that are just starting now to probably cash in on all those Tom Brady cards they collected over the years. It, it's always one of those things of, okay, am I getting back the same thing that I, that I put into it when I initially got into it. And it's always been that way. Sometimes no matter what we collected again, even with the action figures, because um, I remember at, at one point, um, when many of us were collecting the Marvel Universe f- figures, sometimes I, I could spend an entire Saturday going from store to store to store to store looking for one figure and come home pissed because I couldn't find the Zack figure that I was looking for. Find it later, sure, but then I look now and it's barely worth the cardboard that it's in. But the story is always good sometimes for, for what you got it for, though. Yes. You know, so so there's, there's a plus and a minus with that. When, when you look at, okay, well, this is what happened. This was the end result. Years later, I'm looking at this figure. What's the story behind it? Yeah. yeah. And f- for me, that's where the value actually becomes not financial. So it's a value for you, you know, an emotional mm-hmm. attachment or, you know, there's, I've got boxes of comics over there that are in the 50 cents or dollar bins constantly. But for me, their value is the fact that I really love reading them. I remember seeing them when they come, like the Midnight Suns run is a prime example mm-hmm. in the 90s. Absolutely love them. And I'm still kind of chipping away and finishing, finishing them off. But I, I just, I just really love them. You know, Marvel's new universe, you know, for me, that's, that's a kind of a, a really valuable, enriching, enjoyable thing. I'm not going to be able to retire on them or pass them down to my daughter. That's for sure. So, <laughs> yeah. And the, th- and the thing is, especially when it, it comes to comics, you know, you guys mentioned it earlier, you know, there has to be some kind of value on the other end of not just getting them. And this is one of the things that I'm becoming afraid of with now with the industry is that people are starting to chase books just to say that they got them. Like it was a recent um, comic that came out. I think it was a DC comic can't remember what the name of it was, but because it was that third issue that everybody was chasing after and you had the comic companies complaining because nobody bought the first two issues. But that mm-hmm. third issue of that particular comic flew off the shelf. Yeah. And it made me ask the same question, like, are we still reading stuff or are we just chasing after it? Because, like, you know, like we said, everybody else has to have it. Yeah. And when it's gotten to the point where, okay, we have to have this cover. Oh, then there's a variant. Then there's a virgin cover. There's a sketch cover. Mm-hmm. There are all these these different things. And they're so <laughs> limited. It's like it's almost like the 90s all over again. Yeah. 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 It is a bit crazy. I mean, there's a I get. And we're probably on the same mailing list from all these places that do exclusive cover by this artist, exclusive virgin cover. You can actually buy them already slabbed as well, which mm-hmm. is like, if you're just buying it for the cover, I, I kind of get it. But slabbing in comic books for me is just, just, just not my bag. Are you a slabber or a reader? I'm a, I'm a reader. 
Yeah, yeah. always been Same a reader. Here. I've yeah. I've never felt a need to take a comic and have it sealed up in plastic and like that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, and I understand the need for some people to do that because they want to pre- preserve those things, but that's never been my thing. It's it's like everything that I've gotten, even some of the vintage stuff that I've I've, I've bought over the years, I'm okay with um, bag and board and then putting it up. In um in in an envelope somewhere like like I have I'll, I'll show you guys later, but I actually have like binders full of books that I've done up because I still like to be able to look at them and at some point yeah. maybe take it out and touch it. Yeah, and you smell know. it. Boom! That old yeah. comic book smell. That old comic book smell. You can't. There's there's there's, there's two Can't things be. in life that smell. There's three things in life that smell that good. No, and did you think I was going to get? I didn't think there? nothing. Okay, I was, I was laughing about something else. I was, I was going to say, I was going to say, uh, uh, a young baby smell, and right. my wife, and yes. or, or the beauty in your life, whether it be male or female or whatever, cool. you know. Yeah, and comic books. <laughs> I'm not going to rank them, but you know, there is, there is that. There is that that's funny so one thing i do whenever i get a delivery because often i get stuff delivered to the office and i'll open it and if it's an old book people will just see me sight sniffing it and they'll be like they'll be like what are you doing or they'll be be like (laughs) from across the office and i'll be like i'll be like it's from 1979 all right (laughs) because they're millennials they're good 79 smells they're millennials and their mums weren't even born in uh, 79 which is slightly terrifying um so so how did you um because i know i know you're you're you know you're kind of big into comics um and i've seen that you're into cosplay quite a lot as well tell us about that Uh, okay this one i got a partly blame my wife for um <laughs> my wife is a graphics designer she's a costume maker she she does a little bit of everything so when we first started dating around it was it was um at some point around halloween um she was going to a friend's party she wanted me to dress up in a costume and i was like grown people still don't get in costumes and go to no halloween party and she kept Begging and begging and begging. I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> and she was like, I'll make your costume for you. And I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you want to be? So just off the top, I was like, you know what? I'll just I'll just do Neo from from Matrix or whatever. Three weeks later, that the costume was ready. And wow. I'm like, Oof. I'm like, oh, okay. The, the, that coat, he wore the second one with the nice little narrow collar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, oh, man. all right. That. So, wore it to the party. It was the head of the party. A couple of days later, it was Halloween. And just for <laughs> and giggles, I wore it to work. We had a little costume <laughs> contest at work. Oh, my goodness. I won first place, which was like a $50 gift card to, I think, like Starbucks or something like that. Nice. i like, okay, so... I let it go. I, I let it go. And then right around the same time, that's also when I started rediscovering my comic books. Mm-hmm. And this was right around the same time when Secret Invasion and Final Crisis was popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah. So one of my friends was calling me every other week. It's like, oh, my God, you're not going to believe what's happening in this comic book. And I'm like, 
dude, it's a comic. Chill out. No, you really <laughs> need to see this. <laughs> dude, it's a comic book. Chill out. <laughs> but you really need to get this book. So I went to the comic book shop. I was like, oh, so we're doing this now. And this is also when I really discovered, you know, indie comics were, were coming about. That's when I discovered yeah. boys and so many other things. But oh. needless to say, this is also when I discovered that there were comic conventions. Because one of my friends told me, he was like, hey, this, there's this comic convention coming around. You should go check all of this out. <laughs> Chill. It's a comic convention. <laughs> <laughs> So, very first one was Baltimore Comic Convention in 2008. I went, and um, yeah, my, my my mind was blown. I, I go there and I see all of these grown humans, you know, Jedi and 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 Cobra Commander and and Joker and all these things. There was there was this older dude there um, dressed as Blade, and I mean, doing a very excellent rendition of Blade. I will I, I will say this because I tell him this all the time. I was like, yeah, I laughed and I poked fun at him <laughs> that Ooh. very first time I saw him. He's actually the one that really inspired me. <laughs> oh wow, that's <laughs> awesome! Because I'm I'm looking like yeah, they, there's these grown old dudes here dressed up, and but this guy's pulling his blade off very well. But <laughs> you won't catch me doing that. Yeah, next year. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> We got into it. I mean, it, it's one of those things where it, it's almost like a hold, hold my beer moment because you see someone doing this and say, oh, yeah, I think I, I, could, I could do this and then I can do that and then I want to do all of these things. Mm -hmm. And then what I realized, there was so much to do with cosplay that, you know, it's almost limitless. It's almost limitless in your imagination, the costumes that you're designing, what you want them to do. And, you know, this is also when I realized, yeah, there, there are a lot of people from all different spectrums, all different places, all different sizes, who all are into this. And we're all into this for various reasons. But for most of us, the biggest reason is because of our love for pop culture, our love for characters, and our love for just being around each other. So we all do it. You know, and we all try to mentor others to to give them a reason of, OK, this is why you should look into doing cosplay cosplay unless you're working hard and you're doing things, say, like a young lady by the name of, of Yaya Han. If you're trying to be at that level, sure, you can get paid for it. If you just want to just jump in a costume for a weekend and that's your thing, you can do that. There are so many places and ways to go about doing it and, and yeah. being relevant. And um you know, we, we you know, we have our detractors and we have people that look up to us. And, you know, for most of us now, you know, we realize that 15 years later for something that we wasn't going to take seriously, we take seriously. And we try to mentor others to doing it and doing it in such a way that it's enjoyable for everyone. And um, one of the things that I well, actually, I have two things I can rest my laurels on. And one is the fact that um, I helped to start a movement. There was a young lady in, in Texas who was upset because, you know, there was a dearth of um, people of color being represented in cosplay. So she started 28 Days of Black Cosplay, which ran through February. Cool. That's so, cool. That's so really cool. We ran with that. You know, I, I helped her to get that on the map. And um, young lady's name by the name of uh, Chaka Cumberbatch, she really you know, made a huge effort to get that started and it's enjoyable. And 
one of the, the biggest driving things about it is it helps other people out there who've been in similar positions like, well, I don't want to cosplay because I might get looked at funny or I might get talked about. It encourages them to do that. The other thing that um, I did, also I'm a photographer. Excuse me, I'm a photographer. So one of the things I wanted to make it my mission to do was make sure that, you know, through photographs, people's stories are being told. So last year, I had my work featured at the Reginald F. Lewis Museum in Baltimore. And I honestly can't think of any other time before that that not just photographers, because photographers get featured all the time, but photographers for cosplayers have ever been featured in a museum. And that ran for a week during Baltimore Comic Con. Wow. So, you know, those those are things that, you know, I, I can say... You know, if I made any kind of an impact, be it small or large, on pop culture, those are at least two of the things that I've done. Those wow. are major, too, man. I love those so much, man. That is such a fantastic thing. Wow. Right. Uh, Norin, if you were yeah. going to do cosplay, well, are be? we ready for an embarrassment story? <laughs> 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 and it's not so, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed personally because I've done way more embarrassing <laughs> things. But so, okay. Every week this with is, me. Yeah, every week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for sure. Um, so, okay. So it was, whew, I was in my early 20s and there was this really cool store that opened up on Coral Way in Miami, Florida. And it was by this guy who was a lawyer and his wife and his wife was running it. Um, I don't think she practiced law. I think, I don't, I don't, I forgot what her occupation was, but they decided to open up the store. It was all statues. Bowen, very first slide sideshow, like all statue store. And this thing was like high end because the Gables was kind of like a high end place. Like I'm not from a high end neighborhood at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, this particular store is in a high end place. And I loved comic books forever. And um, I really wanted the Bowen Silver Surfer statue, the bust. And um so I was like, oh, man, this new store's opening up. Comic book stores had kind of not been in Miami for a while. Like they've kind of like teetered out. So um, I went over there to look at the store and it was just statues. And I was drooling. I would go every week and kind of made friends with the owners. And it was really cool. And they were like going to put on something for the kids around the store. Um, do a little sale. And then there was also a... Um, kind of like a fair going on really close by and they wanted people to dress up. So they see me go to the store over and over again. And they were kind of like, look, we can't pay you, but if you pick a character, cause we're short, we'll give you a deal on the Bowen bust of silver surfer. And I was like, all right, fine. So <laughs> I was like, done. Yeah, I'll get it for it. <laughs> Just like we were saying before, when you get things for a bargain, all of a sudden it's like, I love it even more now. Um, and yeah, so I cosplayed as no other than, uh, and I'm sorry, Marvel, cosplay as Superman. Oh, please tell me you got a photo of that somewhere. <laughs> it's embarrassing as hell. Uh, but yeah, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Um, I'm six foot four, and I had it took forever to get blue contacts in, though. I'm not very good on contacts at all. So I had blue eyes, wow. six foot four, spandex with a cape. Not going to lie. I loved every minute of it. And it was it was amazing to walk around and have these little kids. And like I put them on my shoulders and all this kind of fun stuff. And it was really nice. Sweet. 
It's that's really sweet. always no. that's always the fun part about doing cosplay is the reaction of the kids. Uh, mm. It killed me. It killed me because I'm I was I'm I'm so tall that it was so funny to see these little kids and they were like Superman and like running up to me and I was just like tear it up, man. It was it was such a <laughs> nice it was a nice experience and I, I'm a teacher as well, so it was also yeah I mean college students, but still just it's you know it was really nice to also helping them out in a pinch and running around and like my other people who own the store were like Wolverine and all these other superheroes running around. And it was really cool. It was really cool. So I oh, get nice. it. I 100% get it. And I think it's awesome. And to your question, Ian, if I was going to do cosplay, I actually have the perfect cosplay idea. I haven't done it yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to be obviously the surfer, but but here's my twist, because I'm not going to go wear a silver suit, because none of those ever look good, even though no. I'm super, super impressed <laughs> with people do it. Um, like, I saw this guy and his young kid who both dressed up at the surfer, and it was really adorable. But I don't really have the physique for such a trim trim costume, so I have to be a little, <laughs> a little more creative. <laughs> um, but I'm going to do it from uh, Mo- uh, Mobius, from um, um, Silver Surfer Parable. So in that comic book, he's dressed up in a trench coat and his surfboard's actually wrapped up. So he's, yeah. That's so an idea. Yeah. He's dressed like a vagrant, um, like a, you know, a person, you know, who, who, you know, lower economic status. And basically, you know, everyone kind of ignores him. He's wearing a baseball cap and, you know, he's looking at human nature and the human condition, mm-hmm. but he has the full dress up. So I imagine like the surfboard would have like a little bit of silver showing and like I would only have to do some makeup because only parts of my body would be showing. But I thought it'd be really cool to have that kind of tattered kind of costume. So that's and my see, idea. And that's always one of the things I like about stuff that people come up with it's like it doesn't have to be so blatantly obvious like okay well I, I got to go full surfer and be this you know like like one of the things that i've really enjoyed it over the past couple of years is as movies have come out it has also been able to give ideas to people who otherwise wouldn't like okay i want to do spider-man but how do i do spider-man and not look weird now you have dad bod Spider-Man, you have dad bod Thor, you, you have all these little different characters. Or actually one of my favorites that I've seen exactly one person do, um, way back when, um, after the Fantastic Four discovered that the black suit was a symbiote. Mm, um, yeah, and believe it or not, I still have that comic. <laughs> but at one point when, when <laughs> so um, they discovered that um, the black costume was a symbiote and they separated Peter from the symbiote. Peter was like, well, how do I get home? <laughs> so yes. he was loaned out. He was loaned out a Fantastic Four <laughs> uniform. That's no awesome. shoes. With I the baggy, baghead Spider-Man. That's it. Yeah. I remember That's the that. Best. And I've seen one person do that costume and I laughed. I, I was probably one of the very few people that got it. <laughs> that's a deep pull. That's a that's a deep. That's one of my favorites. I love that. Every time I see that Fantastic Four <laughs> costume in the paper bag, so that's perfect. Hilarious. I love that. Oh, um, so I, um, I'm my ch- <clears throat> see, mine's quite plain compared to all those wonderful ideas. Mine, I'm I'm absolutely gagging to dress up as Master Chief from Halo. Oh, cool, man. Uh, That's actually really awesome. Go for it. Now, now the thing is with the armor costumes, ventilation. (laughs) Ventilation. (laughs) Yes. 
Because underneath that, I'll probably just be wearing like tighty whities and no, nothing else because um, it will be so hot in there. Uh, well, that's the other cool thing I like too, like speaking about variations, is um, like the Mandalorian, like Boba Fett. Like I yeah. love seeing all the different Mandalorian armors and like paint jobs they do. I find that so cool too. Like what a great idea. Yeah. That's yeah. A good palette for people as well because you can literally vary it in so many ways and it yeah. would be you know it would be completely cool of you to go off and do something because who's to say that that mandalorian is somewhere else you know right. doing their thing right and like creating then, stories within stories really right. cool. and then yeah. there are there are actually clubs for that because um you you have um oh my god what is the name of the group usually i have this stuff like right on top of my head but yeah there's actually a mandalorian group out there where you know they actually have like exact specs of armor pieces that they want to do for people that oh. want to do canon versions of Mandalorians. Mm. You have, of course, um, the Five O First, which is a group of people that do the Imperial side of it. And not only do they just yeah. cosplay, but they go out and they do um, community service events as well, yeah. they participate That's in awesome. outreach parades, etc. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, there's Rebel Legion. Mm. So uh, there, there's so many ways to go about doing cosplay, and, and all of it doesn't necessarily have to be just about um, putting on a costume and showing up at a con. You know, you have yeah. people that, hey, you know, we're getting together this weekend. We're going to a children's hospital. We're yeah. doing a book drive. We're doing a blood drive. Or, hey, this group is asking us just to stand outside and greet people. Mm. And mm. like, hey, if you want to be a real life superhero. There you go. Exactly. What a great way yeah. to donate your time too, and do something you like at the same time. Yeah. I mean, like it's really fantastic. And it's also opened up so many opportunities because you know the people that I've been able to meet as well. Um, because that's the thing, going to a show, and because so many. Matter of fact, I got a good story for you, real quick, till you and it comes back. So yeah, tell me. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, um, Sean Aston was at Baltimore um, oh. <laughs> and we're at his table and there's this little kid that's like really afraid to go speak to him. His mom's trying to get him to go over there. She's trying to nudge him. And, you know, we're all standing around and he was like, mommy, I want to go see the comic books. And Sean's like, you want to go see the comic books? You know what? I've been behind this table all day. I want to go see the comic books too. <laughs> no. So he gets up. He takes all of us. It's like me, my my crew is like about five of us, this lady and this kid. And we're literally just walking the floor of Baltimore Comic Con. <laughs> That's so awesome. And Sean is like, well, you know, where do you recommend? So I said, you know, I have a friend of mine because uh, one, one of the guys whose comic shops I go to. I said, I have a friend of mine over here from Third Eye. Why don't you go over there? So there's this like little gaggle of us that's just walking over the third eye and like two of the people, they turn around and they do like a double take. Like <laughs> one, where are all these humans coming from? And why is Sean Aston with them? <laughs> all the while he's on Periscope. <laughs> he's walking around on his phone with Periscope, giving people the layout are you of serious? the kind. That's so awesome. And, and one of my friends looks at me like, and this is a normal weekend for you, huh? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, oh, I love that so much. Oh, man. That's so fun. Yeah. I got I to go to more cons, man. I, I do not go to enough, honestly. I, mm -hmm. I really don't. I got to figure this stuff out. I know 
I know there's a con soon where Joe Juice goes coming and everyone's telling me to go. Um, yeah. But with everything that's been going on, I'm sure that's canceled now. A lot, a lot of stuff is getting pushed back. A lot of stuff is getting canceled. Um, we were supposed to actually been at uh, Greater Philly in April. That got pushed to September, which actually my wife is breathing a bit of a sigh of relief because that gives her um, some more time to finish up two costumes that she's working on, one of them being mine. And... Um, yeah, it's a whole lot of movement that's going around. Actually, we were supposed to have like a little smaller um, con called Annapolis Con. It's literally what we call a boutique con where you you could go and if you're just going just to go, you could do it in about an hour. But if you're going to look around, you know, you could spend like two or three hours, but that's it. Wow. And also, one of, actually, one of the side effects of me doing this was, of course, I got to meet Stanley. Lucky. Yeah, I got to meet Stanley. I got matter of fact, I got I got my Amazing Spider-Man 300 signed. I got the 252 signed, and I got one of my X X-Men comics signed, and I got that one signed right before he passed. Wow, that's so, amazing. Yeah. That's really nice. I never got the chance to meet him. Ian, have you ever gotten a chance to meet the man himself? Um, no. No, I haven't. I haven't uh, at all. Sorry, I'm back, by the way. You can- He's back. I was- He's back. <laughs> I'm back, bitches. Yes. Smooth. <laughs> yeah. 4 G's not happening. So uh, That's fine. And no Come one will know what we're now. talking about. We'll edit this together so smoothly. You it will be now. as smooth as an off Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's really cool, man. That's so, so nice. Uh, well, forget about my cosplay story. Rubbish. Yes. Um, <laughs> did we have we segued yet into how Harry got into cards? No, we waited for you. We should, should probably we should probably ask Harry. Tell yes. us about your 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 cards. Okay, so how did I get back into the Marvel masterpieces? Huh. Well, <laughs> as as Settle I was down, kind should- of like. As I was kind of like like leaning back away from the comics because again most of the stuff I'm still collecting comic wise are still vintage comics, but I was like, well, I, I still like collecting things. It's just that you know comics right now I, I got way too many. I'm actually downsizing a lot of stuff, and I'm just like keeping my essentials. But what about cards? I was like, hmm. Well, I don't want to do the NFL and and. Baseball cards and all that stuff, because I've already gone over that. You know, it's too much volatility as far as collecting, because um, not into football, not into baseball. I wouldn't mind soccer so much if they sold it here stateside. He's looking at you, um, Panini. (laughs) (laughs) I can hook you up with that. (laughs) Yeah. So... I got, I got to looking. I got to looking around trying to figure out, like, you know, what would be a good thing to collect. And um, then I remembered, of course, you know, there are, like, the online things, like, you know, Tops has its kicks, and they also have something else that they're having going on. But I said, but that's still not as fun. I'm a tactile person. I like putting my hands on stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think one day I was at work, and I decided to look into some of the groups on Facebook to see what everyone was collecting. And I, I know I hit maybe one or two groups before I found you guys. And I saw that, you know, people were collecting all kinds of stuff. But then I started seeing the Marvel Masterpiece stuff show up. And I was like, I still got a bunch of those around my house 
somewhere that I bought years ago. I bought like a binder at a flea market for like maybe five or ten dollars, maybe about twenty years ago. And I came straight home, pulled that bound uh, that binder. I was like, wow, I still got stuff here. But then wow. the stuff that I overlooked was the Marvel masterpieces stuff, and I was like. How did I overlook all <laughs> the, the, the artwork was off the chains at the time. And I thought about why I probably wasn't collecting this stuff when it was like out in the 90s and it was income. It was basically income. You, you know, you're 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 uh you're struggling college student or you're just getting out of college at that time, you know, it's lunch versus cards, and lunch always comes first. <laughs> No, now it doesn't. Now it doesn't. Now we've all, we've all flipped. I'm so proud of myself. Well, we could all do with losing a little bit of weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. That means you're card happy. See yeah. that? Yeah. There it is. Yeah. There it is. What, uh, which set? Which set? Do you remember? Um, no, all these, all these were like just different little cards thrown together. But like I said, it was just it was just the Marvel masterpieces yeah. um, that caught my eye, and they were all because. Whomever's little collection I bought, the cards were kind of haphazard. Yeah. And then I said, well, you know what? If they still make these, this is what I'm going to start looking at. And then that's when I found you guys. And then the funny thing was realizing that uh, the Hildebrandts were also responsible for doing some of these car sets. And I was like, I just met Greg Hildebrandt yeah. last year. Oh. <laughs> That's hilarious. I just he he was on. See, one of the things I learned now when I go to shows, I always make like a list. I have to write out a list of people specifically that I want to meet mm. because it's been too many times I've gone to cons, I've gotten home, I was like, I forgot to go to such and such this table. Yeah, I, I I didn't meet this person, or I totally forgot that they were there. So we spent half of the con on Sunday trying to find his table, not realizing this guy was practically right by and to the left of the front door. And yeah. as I was walking past this gentleman, I realized, Greg, what was I wearing that Saturday before? I can't remember what costume I was in, but he had walked up to me that Saturday and remarked my costume, said a couple words and left. And I was, you know, it's something I'm used to. I'm just used to random white men coming up and saying, nice costume. <laughs> that's a, there's a Stan Lee story in there somewhere. I'll tell you about that in a second. <laughs> And when I, when I walked over and I started asking questions, he said, hey, you were in that... Oh, I was in my Black Lightning costume. Oh, that's cool. And he was like, you was in that costume the day before. I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, it was a great costume. Oh, coming over here. And, and at that point, unfortunately, he was out of the Star Wars posters because that was one of the main things I wanted. Yeah. Um, but he is such a nice dude. Really, mm. really personable to talk to. But... After that, I, I made it a point when I started running across these cards to say, you know what? I need to start putting some of these cards aside because I, I'm going to tell you like this. The artwork on a lot of these cards are so exquisite to the point where I'm not I, I'm surprised that not every card is actually worth more than what they are. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you, you're, bu you're buying these tiny portraits of, of stuff that if they was blown up to any kind of like canvas size would be on a wall in a museum somewhere. Yep. And between he, Joe Jusco, um, um, come on and help me out. The, the, the Julie um, Bell, Boris, Boris. Boris. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, why aren't we talking more about these cars? These cars yep. are off the chain. Yeah. And of Absolutely. course, like I said, I found you guys. 
you know, you guys tell me about the podcast. You guys tell me about what Upper Deck is doing. So I'm running around looking at all of the things. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> now I need to find the stuff. I <laughs> need to find the stuff, man. Yeah. Right. So, so far in my area, I found like two sources where I know if I was to go to, I can like readily lay hands on. But it's one of those things where, most of it's either relegated to either buying it online yeah. or um, or relying on getting lucky at a yard sale. Now, yeah. I'll yeah. say it like this, you know, because because I'm more of a tactile person. I don't mind online so much, but it's just the idea. Sometimes there has to be fun in the chase. There has to there has to be yeah. some kind of fun in the discovery of it all. Like, OK, I went out, I looked here and I found X, Y and Z. For example, this particular card here that oh. that I got a couple of weeks ago, I found that at one of my comic shops. And it took me a minute to realize that uh, that particular Beast card was signed by Chris Claremont. Because mm. they didn't know. They didn't know who was signed by. I, just said, I said, the ink looks familiar. I, I knew that. And I, I should really kick myself because Chris Claremont signed an entire run of my X-Men comics a couple of years ago. And <laughs> he and I debate over uh, Manchester United and Arsenal all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm sitting up here and I said, okay, well, they sold me this car for the dollar. This, this ink looks familiar. I went home. You know, I asked you guys about it. Somebody said it looks like Chris Claremont. I pulled up my, one of my Claremont books and said, it's, it's Claremont. And I just bought this car for a dollar. <laughs> That's a hell of a price for that car, too. Those X-Men cards are my favorite, man. Those Jim yeah. Claremont, all those. I mean, they're just gorgeous, man. Yeah. And actually, one of the things that I'm really enjoying about this as I get back into this hobby is knowing that um, Simone Bianchi is doing a lot of the work yeah. on some of these modern cars. And he does some incredible work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he's just like out of this world, like 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 this particular storm card here. <sighs> Isn't that nice. the craziest good looking card, man? Yeah, I just no, have you got seen the prelim for that? Did, did you see the prelim for that? The prelim? No, I'm gonna send no. you a picture because it's insane. It's it's just insane. It's that, so and I'm looking for that angel card that I just got along with it as well because I just like how clean it looked. Man, that archangel, yeah, where he's flying through the clouds. I think that's it. Yeah. Did I, did I put it in with this pile? Yeah, it's here purple right and here. pink no. in the background. Um, no, no, it's this one. But you can send me a picture of that one, too. But this one right here. Oh, yes. Oh, nice. Okay. You know what? Yes. I'll send you pictures. It's, like I said, it's, just, it's just really nice and clean. And, I, and really that's what I've always liked about Bianchi's work is it looks so otherworldly. Everything he does, it, it, it gives it that otherworldly feel, yet it remains grounded at the same time. And, yep. yeah. you know, that's the kind of stuff I look for. And, you know, this is stuff that we wasn't getting, of course, back in the 70s and the 80s. When it was like, OK, we're just going to use five basic colors, get the ink in there. Bye bye. <laughs> no, it's but, true. And, you know, there was and I think what I like what Bianchi does, what a lot of the other artists did as well, was that. Mm-hmm. I like that they create a whole universe within the trading cards. You know that? Yeah. Like, like with like, and I, I commented on this when Bianchi t- spoke to the group, which he was so kind to do and, mm-hmm. you know, spend some time with us. Um, I mentioned that to him. I was just like, man, you know what you did there in terms of creating all this like dystopian architecture and all this stuff, just such a cool idea. And, and so it really gives it a whole nother life. 
Yeah. And he's a really nice dude. And I, and I encourage really people, yeah. you know, if, if, if you are collecting these cards and you want to meet some of these creators, find out what shows that they're going to be at and, you know, take a little collection, go meet them and talk to them. Um, Bianchi is very personable, uh, easy, easy to talk to kind of a guy. Um, I've got him to sign comics over the years and now I know about these cards. You know, now I'm going to have to make an effort to like, OK, I'll, I know he's almost always going to be at New York Comic Con. So I'm going to have to probably make an effort to go there this year once everything clears out. And like, hey, you know, Simone, please hit me off with some ink here, man. <laughs> because, yeah. um, folks, we, we're at a point with, with pop culture where if you can go meet these folks, meet them, get pictures with them, get them yeah. to sign things, put them up. And again, it's not, it's not about a value thing. It's about the idea that at some point you're going to be able to look back Pull those items up. Pull those pictures up. This is where I was at this time. This is what happened when I met this person. This is this is how we got the signature. Everything's a story. Everything is is a story, and um, it's going to be worth telling somewhere along the line when people start coming back and they're doing these documentaries about this particular time in life. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Uh, well, really. I mean, I think. I mean, the way I feel about. The hobby at the moment is I kind of feel like we're in a bit of a a, a, a second golden age of cards. It's just mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know it's happening because they can't get a lot of the product in their corner store anymore. They can't even get it in the big box stores anymore unless you're right. in a hobby store that happens to carry the upper deck stuff. You know, a lot of it is l less um, just because of the distribution. It's just different. You know, and you, yeah. you need um, slightly deeper pockets to go for some of the stuff, especially if you're going to dive in deep. So, which is why I'm fascinated by how you've chosen, because you've obviously looked at the stuff and gone, okay, what should I collect? What should I not collect? And I, I just love your approach on that. So, talk, obviously, I, I know it because you put it on the group, but tell us about how you've chosen to collect and how, where, where you're going well, into it. Part of it is. I'm I'm still really tentative about doing, you know, going going the online route through um through Don uh, I'm about to say Don Russ, wow. <laughs> through um <laughs> through upper deck. Um because again, I feel like that, you know, once I purchase a card, I like to have an avenue to get it. And with the model that they're going right now, that it seems like you have to pour more money in it to get the card that you want out of it. So I'm not quite there yet because, of course, I'm just stepping back in and I want to see yeah. how it goes. What I am liking, however, is um, the, the ComC site, comc.com yeah. for those Check out there that are not me. Yes. And I can get in there and I can pick and choose cards that I want. And what, one of the things that I've done is I like to call I'm, I'm building my packs. I go yes. in there, I see certain cards, I put it aside, and then when I'm ready to buy them, I put them together. And still, it's almost like a surprise to me because I got so much stuff on my list that by the time the cards come, I'm like, yeah, I forgot about this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's still a surprise because, you know, somebody said, well, you already know what you're getting because, you know, part of the fun about busting open the pack is that you never know what you're going to get inside that pack. But by yeah. the time you've ordered, you, you've put so many cards in your watch list, you, you put them in, okay, well, I'm going to put X amount of cards in here to be shipped. Oh, yeah, shoot, I forgot. What, what did I get? Well, it's going to be a surprise all over again. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about this. And then sometimes, <laughs> like, by the time you get the card, it looks even better on person than it did online. Mm. 
Yeah. And um, that's one of my favorite parts about the whole experience. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's how I'm doing. And another thing, too, is I'm looking at a lot of the sketch cards as well. And I know a lot of people are like, well, why are sketch cards so high? Because they are one of ones. You know, the, you, when you get that card, that is your card. There are not 10 other copies because it is a sketch card. It's similar yep. to sketch comic books. You know, I got I got a wall full of sketches right now. Nobody else has those but me. And it's the same thing. And it's also supporting the artists that are doing these cards. And there's a gentleman by the name of um, Rodney Roberts, who I've yes. known for a while. And Rodney is always doing a lot of stuff, and eventually I'm going to hit him up. It's like, dude, um, let me let me get two cards off you right quick. <laughs> so right quick. it's always, and I think you guys already know, it's always good to have that kind of a source, so that way you're not hunting online for everything. You know, if you if you know somebody that's doing them, like, well, hey, you know, let me support you, and you help me support my um, hobby by you know getting some of these cards, but. Yeah. This is the thing that, yeah, people that are already collecting comics that, hey, you know, this might be a side hobby you might want to look into. Because, again, you know, for most of us coming up, we were collecting comics and we were collecting cards. This is no different. And, you know, if we, if we have the income to do it, that's what we're doing. We're still collecting comics and we're still collecting cards. Yeah. And eventually, at some point, what I would like to do, um, I'm going to um, start probably getting some of those frames. I do know some stores actually carry frames where you can actually frame your comics. And, I mean, your cards, and I might might start doing that with some of those as well. Because, like Mm -hmm. I said, some of these cards are just too good to keep in a binder. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that I'm doing that I've been doing for a while is um, I'm looking at, um, again, building up uh, people of color, you know, like, like Bishop, like, like Storm, like Captain Marvel and many others. So, you know, those are cards that I've been keeping a lookout for. And eventually one of my projects one day, once I get enough cards, I'm actually going to like deconstruct one of my books and I'm just going to reconstruct it. Like, okay, this is that particular section for this, character and then have a list of like okay these are the characters that i'm going after or if i can get someone to commission a sketch card this is the character that i want so that way when i have it all nice and organized the way i want okay this is my bishop page and this is my storm page etc and so forth quick side note the reason why i'm kind of big on bishop is that's one of my signature cosplay characters oh (laughs) you look so good in it man you put that photo up there um, yeah, bro. I'm not gonna lie, man. It looks so convincing. Like it, you make a great bishop, man. That was yeah. Like, say, this one. This might have to be the lead photo for the episode. <laughs> yeah, I think it should be. Go for it. Go for it. One, one of my friends talked me into it, and I was like, "No, you're not gonna get me stereotyped of this particular character." But you got the size. You got the physical. No, I'm not gonna do it. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> I do <doed> it. <laughs> I did. And <laughs> next thing I know, I, you know, all I hear is people saying, well, this is a character that's rarely ever cosplay because you got tons of Captain America. You got you got tons of Iron Man everywhere. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> rarely, especially for a character of color, do you get someone that does Bishop? So and, and then, of course, it's always fun going to a con and there's a cable around because 10 times out of 10, people will call that cable character Bishop. Then they'll call me. Cable. <laughs> me, me and one of my friends now, every time we see each other at a con, no, no matter what we're wearing, because this is how we met, 
I would yell across to him, hey, Bishop. He yells back, hey, Cable. <laughs> and people laugh. But we know the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Mention Rodney. Uh, Rodney is involved in a podcast um, himself. Uh, meanwhile, at the podcast, and they've given us a shout out before. Um, and at some point, knowing we're going to have to hook them up for a bit of a crossover, but yeah, they're yeah, I'm in. They run a nice little podcast, um, so yeah, we'll definitely hit them up. The um, it's interesting you mentioned about um, going after a specific subset. I really like the idea of that because what Noren tends to do is is go for a nine card page of a particular mm-hmm. character. I know you you started doing that with sport, didn't you? Uh, and then you went over the nine card when you. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Yeah. Deep into the, uh, the, yeah. yeah. So technically I'm at a nine page right now because I have one plate. But once I get the other three, which I'm hoping to get the other three, it'll have to be over nine. But I love nine page. You're stuff. gonna have to fill a second nine page. Yeah. Much. I'm, I'm the same with black cat sketches. I you know, I, I used to I've I've on this, but I used to ha- uh, if I had say a page and then four sketches from one of the written house sets where Black Cat was in a lot, um, I'd have to I'd have to push to get that second nine card page full of uh-huh. sketch cards from that set of her, um, and I very quickly had to stop doing that because a it became not possible and b it was too expensive. So <laughs> now I just settle as long as I've got a cat. I was like, there's a cat Every on the page. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to. You kind of have to. I've got my, um, I've got a card here that I'm going to give him a shout out. Jonathan Hunter, who was uh, one of the character club guys um, who likes his Omega Red. He very kindly. So that's signed by Greg Hillebrandt, right? It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, Jonathan sent him in a load of cards and uh, got him to sign that one along with them. So. That's Thank amazing. You, Omega. That's so That's cool. really sweet. Oh, uh, tasting notes, and we'll pop, obviously we'll pop any of the stuff we've talked about so far on the tasting notes as well, so you can go and check it out. So I'm going to push on. If I at any point during this crack up, can you kind of do a signal or something like that? Just do some, just do something funny with your hands. Um, that's not an invitation to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Harry are just like done. <laughs> Whoa, it's a surprise. I'm English, so I'll do this. There we go. You know what that oh, one is. That's a good yeah. one. So, as we started last week, we're going to do our pack of the week. Oh, shit. you're going to open up oh, another pack? Okay. Pack. So, I'm going to share my screen with you. So, this is oh, where boy. the connection needs to stay strong. Ah, there we go. Right, right. Can you see my screen? Yes. I see two Gentlemen. very good looking people. Oh, marvelous. You are. You are. You are. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's about to fall into the camera there. Right. So, we're going to open again a pack of Flare Ultra Spider Man on EPAC. So, here we are. You can see that. Yep. Yeah, gotta hope it's a spot place. Selfishly, yep. are we nodding though? Can you can you see me? Okay. Yes, good, good, good. good. There, we go. marvelous, beautiful. Right, Just watching here you. Here we go. So there's five cards in here. All physical. Here we go. It's turning. It's turning. Here we go. And black cat sketch. Black cat sketch. Oh, I haven't. Uh, okay. 
not even sure. It's so small on my screen. Let me zoom in a bit. There we go. There we go. Right, stop solo. it. Solo? Sorry, couldn't help it. Well, that's Solo. Solo. I haven't seen this card. How have I not seen that card? Okay. No, it's one of those cards. Okay, there we go. Oh, Doppelganger. Doppelganger. Wow. Good one. Nice. That's stunning, that is. Uh, who else we got here? Spider UK. That worked um, out. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I, something about the the fit there just doesn't quite work for the me. Fit. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> what we got next? Oh, we got a legacy Green Goblin. Good. Ooh, Very nice. And last card. All right, Scorpion. you got a medal. Yeah, metal Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Very nice. That's good. I keep forgetting because I rarely, I never do this on a desktop. I'm used to doing it on a on a phone. Um, so there you go. That's the go. that's the pack. So no major hits, no flashes. Uh, but yeah, there's some sweet cards. And of course, they're all physical in this product, so they can be shipped to me as soon as I tell it to ship to me, um, uh, which is cool. So anything you want there, Harry, shout. I'm looking at the metal card, man. I'm just saying. I'm looking at the metal card. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got mine here, so that's, yeah, that's spare. You're on so, EPAC, yeah. right, Harry? Say again? You're on EPAC, though, right, Harry? I mean, I know you're not. Yeah, I haven't used any yet. I, I'm, I might give it a go soon because um, funds are clearing up a little bit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I need to look at it to see what's out there. Well, oh, yeah. I might. If you want, if you want this, I'll just transfer it over to your EPAC. So just let me know after the episode, and um, I'll, I'll I'll send it over. Oh, sure, thank you. No worries. <laughs> no worries. I'd rather it goes to where it's appreciated. That's yeah. the main thing. So there we go. Right. While I've got your attention and we're on my screen, I'm going to talk about our artist intro for this week. Um, and it's a guy. He he's in the group. Really nice guy. I love his artwork. Uh, a guy called Brandon Warren uh, that you'll have heard at the top of this episode. Um, Harry, you won't have heard him, but you will do on Thursday when this episode drops. Um, and I do happen to have his uh, somewhere here. Where are we? Here we go. Here's his page on Facebook. And Facebook he seems to be the main place to go for you to feast your eyes on his stuff. Um, so his his page on Facebook is Original Art by Brandon Warren, and I'll put a link to this on the tasting notes, and we'll put it on the social feeds as well. Um, he has got um, a, an Instagram as well, but it's a, um, uh, it's a it's a private feed, so I'm sure if you if you throw him a follow, he'll accept it. But uh, but most of his stuff is on Facebook, and he has been on uh, 2018 Flare Ultra X Men. Uh, 2018 Masterpieces, 2018 Ant-Man and Wasp, and 2019 Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Companion. And also says, I've signed on for a big project this year to be announced later. How mysterious is that? I think we can probably guess. (laughs) I think we can assume it's M.M. 2020, baby. Yeah, even though Brandon might not himself be uh, be comfortable to say so. But uh, but yeah, Yeah, I think... uh, yeah, no, he didn't say it at all. I wrote so, um, no, that's person, okay, but, but it's that's coming. Okay. It's coming, it, it is, people. It is. Um, <laughs> and the, um, but in his Facebook page, he's got a photo album for each project he's worked on. So I'm just going to dive into one of them here, which is 2019's Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And let's just feast our eyes on some, some of his stuff um, once it opens on my screen. Oh, my goodness. Let's zoom in on that. Yeah, I like oh wow, I like those a lot actually. 
Yeah, just takes a moment to load in. There we go. This is a real breadth of characters he's got going on here. He's got, look, look at the, <laughs> right, check out the one top right. What's going on there? Who is, is that Black Bolt? Yeah. That's Black yeah. Ball, baby. <laughs> That's just crazy, some of the expressions he's got them. See, I on. like this, man. I like when 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 sketch artists have like a specific style. You know, I love that magic in the bottom row and row in the middle. The yeah. magic there, yes. it looks really great. Yeah. And the mockingbird next year looks awesome too. Yeah, but go like two it, cards um, left of the magic. Is that Squirrel Girl doing the? Um, <laughs> I think that's either Squirrel Girl or that's the um, that's the woman. I can't believe I forgot her name. Captain America. She's in that movie. Uh, Peggy. Peggy. Yeah. Peggy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Who did you like, Harry? I was going to say I like the uh, the agent, uh, um, excuse me, Nick Fury with the uh, shield logo behind him as well. I'm looking at that one. Uh, oh yeah. Psylocke. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, no, Psylocke. Um, and of course the Red Skull. The Red Skull. Yeah. Red Skull. Really cool, man. I like the Deathlock. I love the Red Skull, too. Yeah, yeah man. Deathlock, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's, who's that top row five cards along Hulk. with their head in their hands? Hulk. That might, that's yeah, that's Hulk. Banner. Yeah, that might be Bruce Banner about the whole Oh, yeah. You got the green behind and the It's eyes. hard to tell because we're not zoomed in, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, let's go to the next one. Let's have a look at that because he's got... Wow. Okay. So, but what he's what he's done? This is oh, this okay. is that same section, but it's just a close up of it. Yeah. Um, so you can see you can see that. Is that, uh, that that's not Claw? Is it next to Nick Fury? Yes, it is. Nice. Good work. Yes. Good pull. And you've got multiple man to his left there. It's pretty fine. Yeah. That is fun. They're really fun sketches. I love them. Look at that yeah. Captain America. I was, that was just about to say with all the planes going behind. Yeah. That yeah. One. And it's really, uh, you know, the backgrounds, uh, you know, they're not, they're just really, really nice. They just really suit the character. Um, I love them. I love and them. And I'm going to guess down there by the Scarlet Witch that, that looks like Ilyana from um, New Mutants. Yeah, absolutely. It's magic, man. It looks yeah. really yeah. good. And the Black Widow there. Let's yeah. let's go to the next one. Let's have a look. And this is the other half. Ah, love it. <laughs> yeah, that was <they're> hot. <laughs> fun. These are just fun, aren't they? Look at these. Um, I especially like the um, the Doctor Strange. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the rockets. Really cool too, yeah. So yeah, I'm um, I'm really I I really like these a lot. Let's go and have a look at some more. Sorry, let's just geek out. Yeah, that well, red well, skull is crazy though. For real. Yes, it is. Obviously, put some of these on the tasting notes, but you can go and check out. In fact, I, I strongly encourage you to go and check out his stuff yourself, um, and just don't take our word for it. Where's the Where's mm -hmm. the other one? Um, Marvel masterpieces is what one I wanted to look at. Let's check that one out. So, let's check these out. Right, we're going in. I remember seeing a lot of these. Ah, oh, that Groot is sick. Mm hmm. Like the one on the left, I really like okay. that whole. That's really cool. That's good, right? This is obviously his gold. Oh, that Thanos in the middle. Yeah, yeah, Thanos is awesome. Thanos is always awesome. Uh, yeah, there's Loki. These all Loki, of these, yeah. all of these are good. And yeah. see, and what I like with with the style that he's using here for a lot of these is how he's really just opening up the background. It's like, okay, there's just a lot more than me just yeah. tossing a character on here. I'm I'm yeah. going to give you background. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what I, I find interesting that too. Yeah, 
What I find interesting about this is that, and th this reminds me of something I heard in the week um, on uh, Rebel Base Card, um, Greg's podcast. Mm. Um, uh, good evening, Greg. Um, he was at C2E2 and he was interviewing a lot of people and he did an episode and one of the episodes, uh, one of the interviews that he did was with some guys who do um, signature authentication. And mm -hmm. they were talking about the fact that signatures do vary over time depending on how the actor was signing at that particular con compared to two years ago, what ink they were using, what pressure they were using, et cetera, et cetera. And so they've got so many examples of it. They can narrow down exactly the pen, you know, when they were signing and they've got all these stuff in their database. And what I find interesting about, about artists uh, like Brandon and a lot of other guys is how they, they might choose to do something slightly different on a different set of cards. Mm -hmm. and approach it way and they might their their style might there might be variations within their style or they might try a different medium um there's one artist that we're talking to at, um at the moment on on dm who's who's doing his cards painted for marvel masterpieces 20 previously he hadn't done that and it wow. just it just it just but it looks like a completely different kind of it feels fresh like between sets and i think a lot of artists do that themselves just to keep right. things alive um and this this is interesting just seeing the, the subtle difference it's, it's clearly brandon's style but there's a subtle difference to to what he's done on this one as to what he did on the agent's shit set right. um, at least to my yeah i agree i think it keeps it fresh too and speaking to the background again i think there's like a graphic design background and there's like a playful background i like the yeah. hulk because in the Hulk, you can see the explosion in the background, the road that he's yeah. coming from. I it's thought that dramatic. was, yeah, it's very, very dynamic, very exciting. Yeah, very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these are nice cards. So, Brandon, I, I, I love. Oh, sorry, I've gone onto a different page and I've suddenly just spotted that sideways magneto in the bottom right. Yeah, that's really right cool. Yeah, that uh, and the Ghost Rider. Oh yeah, almost everything here I love, especially the like yeah. kingpin. The, yeah, the, the kingpin, and again with the background, you can see the menace that he's trying to bring out with the kingpin. Yeah, and and then both of the what daredevils, they're awesome. Yeah, what I like is that he's grouped his photos a little bit. So this is clearly, with the possible exception of the, the bottom two, Captain America, Iron Man, and and Magneto, he's clearly kind of on the the defenders kind of Marvel Knights type of thing. Yeah, things right. you got you, you, you got Iron Fist. Yeah, you've got your dead level character. You've got two daredevils there. Uh, yeah, the, the the kind of the gritty, the grittiest song, yeah, Marvel world. Um, I'm, I'm, and then he's and then you, t you you click of a button and you're on his Spidey verse stuff. Yeah, with lots of webbing going on in the background. That's good. That's this, so this Brandon, Brandon, we're we're having a good old gush over your artwork <laughs> here. So, so thank you very much for sending that in. Um, I love it. Uh, Folks, you can go and check them out on uh, Facebook Original Art by Brandon Warren or at B Warren Art on Instagram. Uh, you'll have to on that to see what he's up to. So yeah, love it. Um, any particular artist on the sketch realm that has kind of caught your eye so far? I mean, obviously you know a lot of these guys from the cons that you go to. No, I, I, I look at it as I like to feel my way. It's like if there's something that catches my eye, those are generally the ones that I look at. I don't have, I don't have any particulars that I look for because, yeah. you know, sometimes even the best artist might do a character that I like, but if I'm not feeling that that particular piece of work, it's, it's not going to appeal. So, you know, that's, again, where I wind up spending my time 
a lot of time on CMSC is I'm I'm just like looking at details and looking at the artist like okay do I really like this card yes then I need I need to put that one aside I, I'm feeling the card but what's off about it and eh, let me put it in the maybe pile so it, it's one of those things you know yes maybe nah I can't do it and, yeah. and that's it's, that that's always the thing because again you know when you're spending money. You know, just like with anything, when you spend spending money, you want to uh, feel comfortable that, you know, what you're spending money on that you're happy with in the end, especially once you have it in your hands and you're looking at it. And that's how I'm really feeling with a lot of these cars is like, you know, there are a lot of things out there that I'm seeing is like, yeah, I, w- I would really love it when I get this car. Wow, this is amazing. I'm glad I have it. Yeah. And um that's what I'm saying from a lot of these artists. I, I see a lot of things out there. And I'm I'm going to be brutally honest as a consumer. There's, there have been some cards I've seen out there that are severely overpriced. And again, just being brutally honest, there's, there's, there have been some cards I've seen that are severely overpriced and said, okay, I got nieces and nephews that could be a, that could do a better job. On the flip side, I've seen some cards that are really, really awesome that are just so undervalued. And I'm like, okay, I'm mad that nobody got this. Perfect example, my first sketch card who I need to go back and get the artist's name. I've, I've been trying to go back and get it, and just for some odd reason, my system's been crashing. But this, the She-Hulk. Ooh. $10. Nice $10? Uh, $10. $10. Let, let me say it again. 10 Very clean. And, and again, you know, just amazing. And it looked even better when I got it. I was like, the... Detail, the hair, you know, the shadowing that they did for for her hair. I was like, yeah, I, I could see something like this being sold for fifty and sixty dollars or, or or more, you know. But that's the kind of thing. It's like you still want to get that that bang for your buck. And like I said, when I when I'm looking at um, Brandon's work, that's a lot of awesome work. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's that's really a- weird, man. It's really weird how sketch cards are tricky, man. You know, because with mm-hmm. comic books, you don't have you know, you have condition and then you have the artists and the story and the writer, right? So you have the popularity right. of the comic book, you have the artist, and then you have condition. With sketch mm-hmm. cards, condition is not always key, if ever. Um, you know, just because artists have these cards in hand, so corners are bumped and all this other kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless it's like completely gone. And character-wise, it really is like preference. Like for sketch cards, I think a lot of people tend to price sketch cards high when they have a lot of detail, which is one yeah. of the only times I really agree with high priced sketch cards is when I see a level of detail on there. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I can see why that price warrants that. But yeah, same thing here. Like for instance, like when I first started out, I was collecting, you know, I'm still collecting surfer, but I was just collecting every surfer sketch card that caught my eye at right. first. And then later when I was looking at my collection and refining things and like trying to figure out which ones I really liked, which ones I couldn't live without, which ones really appealed to me, you know, then it went through the self editing and, you know, back to, back out into eBay or back out into the world. But yeah, it definitely is this whole process of like, wow, I don't understand why people are off about this or like, why are people making such a big deal about this? It really brings in that whole like subjective part of sketch card hunting. Right. Yeah. And I mean, th- and that's the thing with with all of us is like, as they say, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And if you see something that you really like, that's what you're going to go after. That's what you're going to invest in, you know, because, yeah, we, we see it all the time. People. Perfect example, kind of going towards comic books. I know a lot of people that say uh, John Romita Jr. 
you know, his, his art is so amazing. And I'm sorry, I'm one of those very few people that disagree. I was like, okay, John Romita Jr.'s work, in my opinion, has actually gotten worse over the years. It's like a lot of the stuff that he does now, I, I look at and I feel like he looks like he could, he could not be bothered to really put the effort in. But, you know, like I said, Flip, and you get someone like Simone Bianchi who puts in the work and puts in the work often, yeah, I'm going to go get that book every time. And people will say, well, Bianchi's now on that same level as Ramita. It's like, well, yeah, if you want to account the years, sure, you could say that. But as far as, like, the level of work and the quality of work, yeah, that's what I'm going to go after because I'm sorry. When it comes to cards, when it comes to comics, you know, when, when you go to put out something that you want to invest in, you want to put out what you feel like you're going to get back. Because it might even be a comedy that you're looking at years later. I want to come back and I want to look at it again. And I'm looking at it again, partly because of the artwork that went into making that comic book such a great comic. Same thing with the cards. You know, th this was such a wonderful card. Well, why was it a wonderful card? That detail. Because, again, that angel card that I was showing you guys, uh, you know, that was like maybe a $1 or $2 card. But the quality that Bianchi put in it, to me, was so cool. It's like, okay, well, yeah. I know what level of work to expect anytime I go to look back on that site again and I want to get some more of his stuff. Yeah. And I think, and I love that. And I, and I, it's hundred percent agree. And I think you brought up a really cool point, which is like, yeah, okay. That card cost me one or two bucks, but I'm getting this value more yes. value every time I look back at this card, right? It's not like that one or two value is always that one or two dollar value is there. It's like, okay, here's a one or two dollar value card, but every time I look at it, I feel like I'm looking at a gallery piece. It's exactly. the gift on giving. Yeah, right. it really is. And yeah. it grows too. And I love that, Harry. Like the idea that it grows as you look back over time. Because that for me too, like I'm 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 a huge component of a huge uh, believer in in story in art. And to see how people frame things and how they're capturing a character's personality, that's what keeps me coming back to looking at a piece. You know, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, I can see this development here, this dynamic framing. And that kind of stuff always makes me grow with the art and yeah. grow my appreciation for the art as well. Yeah, because actually the funny thing is, too, is once I started getting back into collecting these cards, a couple of the actual comic book groups that I'm in, I've actually started posting some of my pictures and I'm actually starting to get feedback now from people out there that are interested. Like, wow, you know, where was this stuff? It's like, it's, it's been there. You just now have to know where to look because yeah. like we, you know, like we all have discovered, yeah, you're not just going to run out to a retailer and get th these things. You know, you're going to have to do a little bit of digging, but there is interest there because once people discover that, hey, these things are still around, these things are still being made, and these things are still being made at a level of quality where, you know, they're, they're gallery quality, yeah. people are going to want those. Yeah. People are going to want those. And even if they have to spend a couple of dollars to get it or they might have to break the bank to get a particular piece that they want, it's it's what ties them to that character. Yeah. 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 One, one thing... Um just just because it's a random thought that popped into my head but um i've broken quite a lot of a product recently where i've got kind of you know just spares of stuff from 90s to current stuff um and i was talking about possibly um kind of donating it to kind of like a children's ward or something similar to that so i started looking into it um and um it's not possible for me to currently do because um, if you go to the hospitals it has to be new sealed stuff yeah it can't be and then uh, as for 
health situation you know if you're going to donate toys or anything like that to um hospital wards it has to be absolutely brand new and packaged so obviously you use car especially ones from the 90s isn't going to happen um so i'm still investigating that but one thing i'm going to do is is trying to put together and i kind of took this from something that was do you remember on twitter i started this account called cards for kids yes uh, no and, and i mentioned it's here i think they stopped um they they, they kind of closed things down that's because they had um i think they were doing it as a as a as a side thing, and I think they had some personal personal issues that meant they had oh. to stop it. So I've been thinking of doing something similar because what they do um, is they put together these little packages. So it, it, what reminded me of it is Harry, you putting together your own pack on Comseat, um, and so you could put together these little things. And you could do, you know, maybe if you had a thick card from 2018 masterpieces, and then you had a hologram or a shiny one. And then if you give them to all these kids, and I'm kind of thinking I might do it in like a youth group or something, you know, similar. And because of the fact they'll have packs with different stuff in, they can open it and compare and then trade amongst themselves mm-hmm. if they like different types of cards. So that's kind of where my head's going at the moment, because otherwise this stuff's just sat here and I'd rather it be, you know, I'd rather it go somewhere where kids are going to get into it who won't know they exist who won't see them especially in the uk um and also, you know you they'll can, get into can, it. that's an alternative for halloween as well if you if you are nervous about giving out any kind of perishables to children to eat hey you can always um, make those packs too that's an extremely Love good that. idea yeah Love that's that. a really good cards for halloween that'd been amazing <laughs> that's a nice idea well that may be that may be the solution but um yeah i'm looking to get some kind of wrappers with stick so it round and then put a sticker on the back so it kind of seals it in there um, i can design it if you want i'll design it. some wrappers for us like for yeah stuff like that we yeah do that absolutely mm-hmm. well, even if the, even if it's just the sticker on the back yeah yeah could just be a sticker. Be where the design goes you know so yeah because that thing that seals it anyway i was just thinking about that and that you've you've talked about harry is kind of it's kind of coalesced in my mind as we've been talking i'm not sure if that's the right word is that the right word <laughs> something Comes together. No, convalesce is when you get better after you've hurt yourself, isn't it? Yeah. Um, coalesce yeah. is when it comes together. <laughs> yeah, coalesce is where it comes together. Thank you for clearing that up to me. Uh, for me, I'll, I'll get those two words mixed up. Yeah, no, I'm I'm loving all this stuff, man. This is fantastic. Probably aim towards the horizon and wrap up for this week. Not least of which because um, the the listeners won't hopefully know at this point, but the call has broken at a couple of points, and uh, no one's got a fair old editing job to do on this podcast. That's okay. So this, this is worth it, man. This is a great episode. Yeah, <laughs> sooner you start that. Um, so what I wanted to ask Harry is, do you have you know because you've got a lot of strings to your bow. Um, uh, obviously you've got a day job you do cosplay uh, you do photography is there somewhere online that folks can go to kind of see what you're up to short of friending you on Facebook do you have anything kind of out there um, easiest place Instagram? for people to find me would be Bishop Cosplay and that's for both um, Facebook and Instagram if they want to follow my photography work, and I'll, I'll send you guys the links as well. Um, best place is Instagram, and that's Eyes of H, and it's it's Eyes of uh, the letter H underscore photography, and that's where most of my photography is. So it's like Eyes of H photography. That's 
you know, where I, I put up most of my um, photography work. And Bishop Cosplay is for all my geeky stuff, including cosplay, random memes. And I'm actually going to start using that to show off some of these cards, too. Ooh. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. That's cool. Oh, well, it's in the tasting notes as well for people. Um, and obviously, when we put our posts out, we'll tag, we'll tag as well. Um, I was just noticing, Harry, as, as I'm looking on, on Facebook, because my phone is blowing up, because something <laughs> wonderful is happening. As we've recorded this episode, hashtag Cap Day is happening in the MCTW group. And when, I, 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 you not, there's probably been 30 or 40 posts in the last hour alone of wow. people sharing wow. Captain America cards. Um, so oh, pank it panky pank be sure to go and check that out but as I was scrolling through them Harry one of your posts from the other day popped up on my feed if a cannibal ate a comedian would it taste funny that was good cap day cap day cap day cannibal joke cap day <laughs> coronavirus cap day <laughs> so thank you for liking on that one that was brilliant. I've got Captain America or COVID-19 on my feet, and then I had a cannibal joke in the middle of it. That's good. Well, well you so know, was, actually, that, that, that's, that's part of what I like to try to do is, is you know, with everything that goes on, no matter what it is, I, I like to break up the day with a little bit of humor. <laughs> it's, very similar to, uh, it's very similar to a comic. Uh, do you, have you heard of Tommy Cooper? No. But Cooper I have now. A very, very successful in the UK, um, who literally died on stage. I mean, literally. He had a heart attack um, and killed over and, and the curtain fell down. And you can see oh, Tommy yeah. Cooper is absolutely brilliant. He was famous for his wife. He was a very big guy, very uh, unique. And he used to do these wonderful kind of magic tricks uh, with glasses and bottles and things like that. And he used to do these sleight of hand things. But he was brilliant at the one-liner. So one of his, one of his jokes, that's very similar, one of his jokes was uh, two cannibals eating a clown. One turns to the other and says, Does this tastes funny to you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. A third one line is like, uh, my wife stood by me for years. She had to. We only had one chair. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, guys, I got, I got one more spot that I want to blow up. Um, and oh, this one fun. is sort of um collab effort it's called the cosplay spectrum and that's a site where you know we we do a little bit of cosplay we do a little bit of everything geeky and uh, me and my friend jeremy you know we hop on at least once a week and we talk about whatever of course we probably been taking a hiatus for a bit but um yeah we, we do toy openings we talk about movies we talk about anime we talk about a little bit of everything so yeah i've given you all the the links to find us at but yeah that's what we do Awesome. Thank you, man. No, thank you guys for having tell, me. I appreciate it. Tell us what that's called again. The Cosplay Spectrum. It's on Facebook and it, it lives and stays on Facebook. Awesome. Nice. I've seen a few of those when you've been um when you've been sharing them. So thank you. Yeah. Uh for flagging that as well. Cool. All right, guys. Let's let let's wrap this one up. As ever, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at the MCC Pod. Um do leave us a voicemail um or feel free to come on if you want to talk about your collection. Uh I know that we've got a few other guys who are kind of queued up to do the same. Um once we get our calendars straight. And um Harry, you know how we end our episodes. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to take us out on this one? Oh no! Tell me, please, please. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Enjoy collecting is what we say to, to round out the episode. I all the time, so it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so you can say enjoy, you can say endure collecting, you can say uh, happy collecting, whatever. This guy makes it up every week. Okay. So. Ladies and gentlemen, be happy collecting, endure your collection, make sure your spouses can endure your collection, and enjoy collecting. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. You can subscribe via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. Leave us a message via that link with questions, comments, or just to say hi, and we may even play on the show. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Our podcast is at the MCC Pod on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find links on our Facebook page to the two groups MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. On Instagram, find us at mmcollectors and at sketchcardhive. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin MacLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time and remember, it's a small hobby but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting. <laughs>